Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode, Aussie Tech Heads, episode 518. Howdy doody, how are you? Hope you're all going good. Another week in the in the red-hot sun, eh? How's that going? Well, maybe red-hot sun for some, but uh, you will have a chat to Will in a minute, and he'll, he'll tell us a different story. Well, he's, he's hot and sunny, but he also copped a bit of rain. Uh, look, you can listen to us on the iTunes, obviously. That's probably where you got us from right now. And you can also listen to us on the AussieTechRadio.com, uh, just... Go to the Tune In Radio app, cross-platform, download or search for Aussie Tech Eds or whatever, or to search for the Aussie Tech Radio and you'll find it. Uh, more instructions at AussieTechRadio.com. Uh, look out for Facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds and also YouTube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds. Also got the website at AussieTechEds.com.au forward slash podcast and the paper twice a day delivered straight to your I don't know, wherever, inbox, AussieTechEds.com.au forward slash paper. You can uh, Twitter us. At uh, at Aussie Techheads at Glenn Goodman or at Mr Tomkinson, and uh, also at Aussie Tech News. If you want a couple of news stories popped into your Twitter feed every now and then, um, also other shows on the uh, network to look out for: Aussie Max Zone, Obsidian Loft, Old Fart Geeks, the Aussie Tech Security. So that's about it, and we're all brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. All right, now let's uh, check in with the, the Wilberforce. Wilberforce One, come in. How are you? Hey mate, how you doing? Good, not too bad. Uh, so I did mention some rain. What? What's you've you've had a flood in in the middle of the heat wave? Or uh, it's been nuts. We've been having you know well over forty degree days, much as 47, 48 degree days. A couple of forty seven. Yeah. Are you serious? 47? Yeah, I think it was last was it last Sunday, last Sunday, something like. That. Oh man, that, that is so hot. It's ridiculous. That I mean, we've got cool. an air conditioner, but even the air conditioner at that point goes, screw you, hippie, I'm out of here. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it doesn't want to know about it. Um, well, so the good, the good thing about having kids is that you can say, oh, we need an air conditioner. The baby going to get hot. <laughs> well, that's what, that was our pretense of buying one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Didn't cut it, though. All we need to do is take the air conditioner out of the lounge room and put it in maybe the bathroom. It might keep that cool. <laughs> but the real baby is being you. you yeah, know, yeah, or, yeah. You know, well, I actually have this on, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. The heat doesn't worry me, actually. I guess because I've spent so many years working in it outside. It just sort of mm. doesn't matter. But you would get like being up there near your bordering around Ipswich area. Uh, is it is it humid heat? Like, is oh, it... it's horrid. It's we have as much as uh, even at the moment. I think it's ninety two percent or something. Like we have ridiculous amount of humidity here. Yeah, um, I was looking on one of the the bomb site or the whatever the weather app, Aussie weather app, whatever it is I'm using, and it said I think this was not last night, the night before, I was going to go to bed, it was like 11 o'clock, it was still 36 or something, and it said current temperature 36, relative humidity 87 or whatever, it makes it currently feel like 44. Oh man, that is so hot. <laughs> that is so like, hot. Yeah, okay, I'm just going to like sleep in a fridge tonight. Mm. So you <laughs> but had... of course the problem is when you mix day after day of hot, humid weather and night after night of hot, humid weather, Eventually, something's got to give, and when it does, it, it does it in a big way. Mm. And so, what was that a, the, the water damage that you got in the house? So, just to explain to everyone, the water just came down from the sky, and it was like, here we go. Here's a, it's like you didn't have a roof on. It just obviously, yeah, uh, pretty much. It um, found its way through the, the roof and then do everything. Yeah, well, basically, it, um, it, it because the rain coming, I mean, our gutters aren't great, but. To a point, the rain actually came in almost that it was coming in that horizontal that was sort of just going under the gutters. So, was this a storm or just a heavy rain? We had 
80, 80 some odd. Well, the rain gauge read 80 mil in mm. 20 minutes. Yeah, so right. how much there actually was that didn't get into the rain gauge um, because of how <laughs> horizontal it was, I don't know. But, yeah, in, in 20 minutes of rain, we had, yeah, 80 mil. So it was pretty nuts. And then we had... Can I just, just want to point something out to the viewers? Uh, what that thing, the power supply, you stuck up there on the curtain rail. Uh, yeah, but you'll see if I skip through the video, you'll see. Um, <laughs> well, I'll come up in a minute. Basically, I got Sona Cameo, um, which is a, a Cameo silhouette. It's basically a um, you, you put designs in it that cuts it out onto vinyl or onto paper, so you can make designs and patterns. Nice. And um, it comes with a big chunky twenty-four volt like 10 amp power supply like it uses a lot of power it's that thing there that's sitting outside waterlogged um so i because obviously i got cam floating around the way this thing works is you the cord you basically it doesn't have a plug on it you have three the the, the active the uh, neutral and the earth screw on the three terminals in the back of the power supply yeah right so i had a duct taped up but i <laughs> thought well i just don't want cam touching it so i, I put it up above the curtain rail Mm, fair enough. Um, which you think, okay, it's up off the floor. You're not going to have any problems. You don't expect the water to still be able to drench your power supply that's up above a curtain rail. No, no, you wouldn't expect that. But you can see water running out of it. That is so bad. <laughs> look, <laughs> and look, just for those, because uh, I know uh, most of the people listen to the podcast. So look, if you want to see a video, it looks like, Will, you've put it up on YouTube. Yeah, it's on my YouTube channel. It was actually, I put it there because the insurance company wanted to see it. I'm like, well, screw it. You can watch it with everyone else. Yeah. So, what's your YouTube channel? Uh, Mr. William Tompkinson. Right, Mr. William Tompkinson. Yeah. All right. So yeah, go and have a look at that, or or just uh, just uh, download the Aussie Techheads video. This episode yeah, right. five eighteen. So, yeah. So that was pretty nuts. And then to top it off, we had another, I don't know, forty or fifty mil in another twenty minutes, about an hour later. Mm. Um, and we called the SES thinking, okay, well, let's see. Like, the SES guy comes. Oh yeah, the light things were dripping through um and there was water coming out the power points you could almost put um, a fish in that light bulb that light thing yeah. <laughs> wouldn't that be funny um and um oh, is yeah, that the so roof is that the ceiling coming apart the ceiling. from the that's what it was actually happening it was actually coming up hitting the the top flashing and hitting that running down into the ceiling cavity running down the fibro ceiling so it was actually not coming from the roof it was coming from the ceiling that is almost evacuation time so that's like all the power and that that's 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 dangerous well that's all off at this point but yeah a trip the circuit break while we're having tea all the power went out we're like what's going on because it was just rain we didn't think anything oh, look it all. when you lift that up and let it go when you lifted that ceiling up and let it back down you could see there's just a bundle of water on top of it yeah <laughs> oh no will this is, no. The, this is the bedroom <laughs> oh no Oh, no way, you poor all thing. Our, all our clothes were along that wall. That oh, was where our cupboard was. <laughs> poor thing, that's no good. So, all our clothes got wet and all, yeah, well, I dragged the cupboard away for you to see. But even in the middle of the lounge room, in the middle of the, uh, this is in the bathroom, it's like at the other end of the house, mind you. It's one of the roof doesn't fall in on you. <laughs> no, it's all the old asbestos from before. It's fine. Ah, I'd be right there. Water won't hurt it. Well, at least there'd be no asbestos <laughs> dust flying around. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> Um, and then, so we called the SES, and um, oh, yeah, this is in the middle of the bedroom. We called the SES and said, "Hey, can you come have a look?" They went, "Yeah, we'll come out and check it." And they got out there and, "Oh no, we can't, we can't do anything. We can't even tarp it." And um, okay, why is that? And he goes, "Oh, new regulations is we can't work within three meters of power lines." 
Well, in front of our house, the power, like right smack bang in the middle of our house, the power line runs there. Yeah. So only three metres to each side of the house from that point. Oh, man, that's <laughs> so hard work. We yeah. couldn't even get a tarp for my friends. Oh, no. That, that, that's just, uh, that's just no goodwill. No good. I mean, at the front there, obviously. The, I mean, I'm not too worried. Look, it was a it was a laptop, a monitor, you know, the Cameo, which is that we hadn't used. I just got it for some for Christmas. Um, there was a laminator and a few other bits and pieces, which, okay, I'm not fussed about that. What I'm upset about more than all, so I'm upset about more than anything, is the fact that it was all the arts and crafts stuff, which had wedding photos, engagement photos, had baby photos, had all this stuff in that cupboard that you saw that got drenched. Mm. So all the all that stuff. That's what about all the what, stuff behind you? Or is that in a different room? No, this is in the, this is at the opposite end of the house. Yeah. This is at the really dodgy end that was a garage that turned into a patio that's now a room, and it's perfect, this one. Well, you've got to keep the cars safe. That's probably reinforced <laughs> and everything up there. <laughs> oh, that's oh, I hope the insurance comes through for you. That's terrible. Uh, yeah, well, they're coming out. They're sending out a... Um, oh, what, was it, they, what was their exact terminology? I can't, they're sending out a... A re- rejuvenator or a renovator or a something. Regurgitator. Yeah, and I'm like, um, <laughs> the, 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 the computer had smoke coming out of it. It doesn't, even, you know, it's not going to be able to be. Oh, dear. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> maybe you're in, you'd get a new laptop out of all this. Uh, well, I think that was new anyway, wasn't it? Well, what you're yeah, saying. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't that old. It was only, I mean, okay, it was only a netbook. You know, doesn't matter. Special, but it was only. Yeah, that's right. Old. You know. All right, let, let's uh, let's move on to an email that we got from. Uh, quickly, sorry, yes. some viewers. Um, to the well, I now know at least four people watched the show to the end. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for your comments last week, guys. Um, it means a lot, even when we do get the occasional comment like that. Actually, people do listen to us, so that really helps. Yes, yeah. Well, there's a few that uh, take the time to uh, yeah regularly post on the YouTube video, which is which yeah, is uh, really good. good. But uh, yeah, but uh, look. Or to be honest, the reviews, some the bad ones on iTunes, you know, Trump gets bad reviews, we get bad reviews, we're all right. right. Well, <laughs> what people, and this is the thing people don't realize the reviews are review, it doesn't matter if you, it doesn't matter how many good or bad reviews you get, it still has popularity to your channel. Yeah, exactly. Like, geez, <laughs> can't, it doesn't make any difference. You can't please everyone. What is it? You can please some of the people some of the time, but none of the no, people all the thought, time or something. No. Hey? You can fool all of the people some of the time. You can fool some of the people all the time. But you can't fool all the people all the time. Yeah, I knew something like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks to Steve, uh, all the way from Thailand, I believe. Uh, he's uh, sent us in an email, and uh, it was actually it was addressed to us and the Aussie Mac Zone. So the Mac Zone might pick this one up as well. But he's uh, he's moved from the Apple Podcast. Can you believe it? I don't know there was other podcatchers for the iPhone, but I might give it a go. He's gone to Overcast. Now he's very happy with it. He's just discovered he's just discovered a new app called Auto Radio, a new way for podcast listening and finding podcasts that you are interested in. Let me know what you think. All right. Well, I haven't actually had a chance to have a look at that, so but I will. So it's Overcast. He's happy with it, and he's discovered a new app, Auto Radio. So I'll have to have a look at all that. Have you heard of any of those, Will? You may not have because you're a. Uh... I know about. I think Overcast is on Android as well. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. I don't know about Otto. I, Otto sounds familiar. It sounds like it used to be an app or a website I used to use. I just, I'm just not sure. Hang on. I'm just going to see if we can... Uh... Oh, where's my mouse? There it is. Let's see if I can get up on here. Otto Radio 22. I don't know if that's it. Otto, how do you spell it? O-T-T-O Radio. Take that out. 
have a look at this. For the curious mind. Oh, yeah, Discover Podcast. Here we go. It'll be, I'll give you the URL, Otto Radio, O-T-T-O Radio.com. Yeah, it's on Android too. Yeah, okay. So there you go. Discover podcasts yeah. you love. Get your front page of news read to you, all with the push of this button. I actually have it installed. Yeah, right. Well, there <laughs> I you knew go. It familiar. <laughs> uh, sign up to hear broadcasts based on your interests. Take Otto Radio on the go while driving, exercise, cooking, or walking the dog. All right, good stuff. Now, look, I'll also better uh, just get another screen up here. The Castaway Awards. Let's give them another mention. Cast. Yeah, how's that traveling? Do we have any? Oh, I don't know. I don't I didn't have a look. Is there? You can't actually check on how many votes and stuff you've got, can you? Uh, look, there's two categories. There's a popular vote for pot. Uh, uh, popular vote for podcast and that's over all the categories so uh that's going to be hard to win then then there's i think there's a uh uh what would you call it a gathering of judges <laughs> to uh to judge the the each category a winner in each category wow. so i think if you want to vote for us for the popular let me get this url right i think it's i think it's this it's uh castawayawards.com forward slash vote and then once the page comes, oh, there we are. Just go down and uh, click on us. So there you go. But uh, look, we're, we're, we're uh, a long way in, back in the back of the field. So uh, we need as many many clicks as we can. But uh, it's going to be a hard one to win, I think, the uh, the the public, the popular vote. Yeah, it's always... When you're doing niche podcasts and you're not appealing to the common denominator, it's very hard to... Uh, to win any or to get any sort of recognition, whether it's awards or even sponsors, because you are, in our case, where only, you know, as we discussed last week, you're appealing to a, a relatively niche audience. Hmm. The same as with old fart gigs or Obsidian or Loft, any of that, it's, you know, you've only got a limited number of people, whereas a lot of the ones you see, the, the Comic Confidentials, and what was that one I was listening to the other day? Um, uh, something monkey, I can't think of it. One of the monkey ones or something, and it's just a general podcast that realistically anybody can listen to. You know, it's a monkey, um, something like that. Yeah, there's one there. It's a monkey. That's it. I just well, I hadn't heard of it, so I just started listening to it. You know, and that's actually one thing that was interesting about the site. It's great because you can flick through them and you can actually see what's what's around, and it's um, a very good way to broaden your horizons with with uh, you, you know new podcasts and stuff like that. Well, I'm going to go and have a look at it. It's a monkey. What a strange name. <laughs> yeah, that's why I clicked on it. <laughs> well, there we go. Latest tech news and interviews with with oh, with with industry thought leaders. Oh, what a nice web page. So yeah. much more professional than ours. If only we knew somebody who did web design and and made web pages. <laughs> what a what a what a beautiful page. Oh, I might have to pick my game up. <laughs> well, our, our site's now what, a few years old. It takes me a while to get around to these things, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, well, that's it. It's, it's hard to. A lot of these, um, see, a lot of these other ones have actually got, you know, sponsors. Well, actually, most of the other ones I've noticed have some sort of sponsorship. Um, and there's definitely, you can tell just by the way the show's polished, there's definitely at least, you know, three or four people working behind the scenes. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, it's very hard. Very few of these are... Um, just one person or you know in our case one or two people sort of podcasts they're all usually got a few people there doing it and, and generally there's there's actually professionals mm. <laughs> they've got some sort of training whether it's 
you know, whatever that training is. So I think we're doing all right even to, to be there, honestly. Yeah. Oh, look, they got little, they got photos and everything for each uh, podcast. It's so professional. We yeah, I mean, look at their mics. Their, their, their mics are worth as much as I make in a month. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. All right, let's uh, let's get cracking. Let's uh, see. Look, every now and then, you know, you I saw I saw a link today in the stories about the NBN, and I, you know how I I loathe talking about the NBN because it's just always coming, coming soon. But anyway, MBN. your camera just went really dark. By the way, it's supposed to apparently it's supposed to all be here by 2020. I reckon good story. Uh, there's a story about it's just got to 50 percent of where it's got to go. It'll be like the mobile phones. We cover 98.7 of the population. Mm. You know, it'll be the same sort of deal. But it's just it's just hit like 50%, oh, and it's taken them too. 10 years. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. The NBN's been there for a while, and a lot of the NBN backups are getting old now, so this time we change the batteries. <laughs> and the actual, no. I'm just saying because I've had a lot of phone calls in the last couple, because obviously most of you guys know I work in a battery shop. I've had a lot of phone oh, calls really? in the last few weeks um, <laughs> asking about backup batteries. And, you know, we charge 30 bucks for it because they're just a 7 amp hour. There's nothing special. But I've had people have quotes from experts, and they're charging $120, $130 for these batteries. Yeah. Well, that's, well, I suppose, do these people go and put them in, though? They might put them in. No, that's for the battery. That's not. They charge like $250 service fee. Yeah, right. And it's wow. like 130 that's the battery. Wow. Well, that's, that's a gig you got to get into, Will. Chuck a so couple in the car and... just. Be aware, guys, that the batteries are like thirty bucks. You can buy them from any retailer for thirty bucks. You can buy them on eBay for thirty bucks. It doesn't really matter. You know, you shouldn't be paying any more than thirty bucks for your battery. And it's a thirty-second job. It's literally one Phillips head screw and two little clip connectors. That's it. That's all. It's involved in changing it. So don't shaft it. That's what you need, Will. Okay. <laughs> I was I was actually thinking the Blues Brothers one, but that'll work. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, just a couple of big big horns on the top of a car, right? That's the what you need. Like having a big horn. <laughs> All right, now oh, but you hey? started. Now look, put put your horns away because if you do have the MBN, which uh, Will does actually, I, don't. I have the mixed technology MBN. Well, there's an there's an exclusive club just for you MBNers. The MBN is teaming up with the Australian Information Industry Association and putting up $150,000 grants for organisations to show how the MBN has driven growth in their business. Yeah, I'd like to enter, but uh, I can't even get into Facebook. How can you? Hang on. <laughs> Isn't that the complete opposite of what you're trying to achieve? You're giving somebody money to prove a technology that you already know works. Works. Yeah, I know. Giving yes. money to people who are struggling who can't get the technology. But I can't. I can't see. So once the MBN passes your house, do you still have the opportunity to say no? I don't want the MBN. I'd rather stay on ADSL. Well, no. Once it once it's rolled out within your area within a certain period of time, whether it's three, six, twelve months. They will they will force you on the NBN because they get rid of the other technologies. Yeah, so that, that so what I'm saying is there's no need to throw up a hundred fifty thousand dollar grant because they're going to do but because people are going to go on the NBN anyway. Yeah, so uh, it's such a stupid thing. And speaking <laughs> of uh, NBN, I noticed Jason. He uh, they've got NBN at their new place. Oh, has he moved in? Has he? No, I think they're moving in very soon. Oh, actually, too. Um, I know he's not here tonight because his um, yeah his mother's just gone to hospital again. So. 
Not to be fair, Jason. Yeah. Was, yep. That's no good, um, Jace. Best but wishes. yeah, he's got the end down. He put his speed test up the other night and it's like 100, and, I can't remember what it is. It's like 120 down and 45 up or something. Oh, man. And that was on Wi-Fi. Oh, but anyway, <laughs> the, 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 the Grow with MBN grant is divided into three categories. Small, medium, small and medium businesses with 50 employees or less, community groups, and education. Now, the education category just isn't limited to schools, but also organisations that provide education and training inside or outside traditional learning environments. Organisations will access to the MBN network. So, so only if you're on the MBN can you enter, but then there's another stipulation, only if you can get 25 megabits or higher are you eligible to enter. Up or down? Doesn't say. But they only talk down. <laughs> They, only, they talk down yeah, to you. They talk down to you all the time. Yeah, that's all they do. <laughs> but that's all they... Wherever you talk about MBN and speeds and whatever, it's everyone's just fascinated with down speeds. But uh, they forget there's also an up speed. See, yeah. Whatever well, goes up must come down. Same with internet. Problem I've got with this mixed technology, um, my download speed's reasonable. My download speed's 60 meg or something. So my upload speed's... Like, relatively, it's an issue because my download speed 60, my upload speed's only 10 or something. Mm. The minimum is supposed to be 20. But I reckon, like, you know, if, if you're on the MBN, just go, hey, look, just enter, ask for, there's one, there's uh, three grants of 25,000. Oh, hang on, here's wheel speed That's test. incredibly slow tonight. It is, isn't it? 17. Yeah. I'm this getting better than that. This is what I have to put up with. This is, this is their mixed technology thing that they said is fantastic and will change the world. It's waterlogged, Will. Your you app is good. It's not consistent either. It's all over the show. The, it's uh, Actually, ironically, when we had that massive storm the other night, it's the fastest it has been in ages. So uh, <laughs> so you were, you just received about 17 down. You got just nudging 10 up and the 13 yeah. ping. So that's pretty pretty poor all, pretty poor all around. But anyway, the yeah. MBN is... You're not paying for 140. Yeah, the MBN is offering three grants of twenty-five thousand dollars, six grants of ten thousand, and an MBN Choice Staff Award of fifteen thousand. Organisations can apply by submitting a short video or brief written response. That so, you can't upload because you haven't got the MBN. Yeah. <laughs> Look, grow with MBN. All you got to do is say, "Hey, yeah, now I can Facebook live stream." Woo! <laughs> that's that's my that that'd be my uh, application because you can't do it now. I, I've got two and a half up. I don't know what, but anyway. anyway. But look, um, I'll continue on because I've got another another internet story that we can bang on about. Australia moving on internet speeds. Have I, am I? Ooh, there we go. Australia ranks 50th in the world for average internet speeds. We've gone down again. Sweet. I know. Just guess I what? Did our, I did this a couple months ago and we were like 30th. Yeah, all right. Well, we're, we're down again. Guess what our in, average internet speed is now? Uh, I'd have to say, what, download? I'd have to say... It's always down. No one talks up. Um, I can't remember what it was last time. I'd have to say, like, 10 meg. Oh, you've been reading my show notes. No. no, I, no I, I, I know. I'm, I'm impressed because I know you haven't because you, you don't um, have yeah, access to them or something. <laughs> no, 9.6 meg. Well, well, good guess, Will. Good guess. Well, I figured if we are further down than we were last time, it had to be slower and it was about 14 meg last time. So... Not only have we rolled out more of the NBN, we've got worse internet now. So we're lagging behind <laughs> France, Qatar, New Zealand. What are they doing? I thought they had pretty good stuff over there. 
and uh, Thailand, according to a report which was conducted by Akamai and posted to the comparebroadband.com.au site. What's that site look like? Let's go and have a look at compare. Oh, yeah, it's just another one of those things. Is it just rubbish? It's just another one of those websites. But what I find hilarious is, like, you have, like, South Korea and all these other countries. Um, you know, Netherlands, Hong Kong, Latvia, for crying out loud. Yeah. Here we go. We, oh, you can compare. Okay, that's good. Now, developing countries... Mongolia. Developing countries such as Thailand ranked 36th, Kenya ranked 43rd. Speed uh, all ahead of Australia. So over there, Kenya and Thailand, 11.7, 11 megs. Uh, our close neighbour is Singapore, 18.2. Uh, world number two, Hong Kong, averaging 20.1, and Japan, 18. Uh, dominated the global top 10. South Korea took the top spot with an average connection speed of 26.3. The top 10 countries, many of which will not be a surprise. South Korea, Hong Kong, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, Singapore, Japan, Finland, Netherlands, and Latvia. I suggest that they're all rather small countries. So, you know, rolling it out is probably... It's not not... the size. It's, the, it's just the will to implement something. Well, size does matter <laughs> in MBN speak no, as well. Be- because, well, you know... Like... If it's managed correctly, it doesn't. Yeah, but it's going to obviously going to, it's going to take a longer time to implement NBN. Say, yeah, across. it's going to take a longer time. But when you're comparing NBN speeds with what is actually what we're supposed to be getting with what we are getting, there's a massive discrepancy because they're screwing it up on every step of the way. If they roll it out correctly from the word go, mm. our actual average speeds would be higher because the what has been rolled out is is higher. Mm. At the moment, like my, I'm just comparing my current internet speed with that download test I just did and I'm actually slower than places like um, Guitar and yeah. you know um, even a lot of like Ecuador and Argentina and Colombia and Peru and Panama all these countries Costa Rica <laughs> yes. you know, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I'm sorry. I was just, um, I'm still on this site. <laughs> and this compared broadband, it's asking me all these questions. So anyway, so I've got through some of them now. I'm going to go, what's this? What type of internet connection available at your property? Okay, cable, ADSL. Oh, I can only pick one. Okay. What is more important to you? Shorter contract or dollars? Or dollars? Yeah. Oh, this is just going to tell me who I should go with. This is crap. Yep. I need, oh, yeah. I'm moving home. I want a better plan. I need broadband. Oh, I want a better plan. ASAP. <laughs> Jeez. How would you like to compare your energy? What? Your en- Would you like to compare your energy plan? Oh, no. Go away. Great. We have found plans that suit you. Well, cable. There'd be only one. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, you're not going to have a great choice. Oh, but it doesn't tell you. You've got to put your name and phone number in before they tell you. Yeah. Ah, it's rubbish. That's rubbish. All right. Anyway, let me finish. Yeah, let me let me finish with this one. So the top (laughs) the countries at least we're going better than Yemen has an average connection speed of point seven. You mentioned Yemen, yeah, and the only country listed to have an average speed below one megabit, and Syria and Libya. Yeah, well, geez, it doesn't come as much of a surprise. They got a speed of one point one and one point two. Yeah, but there's twelve guys powered by there's twelve connections powered by goats. I mean, it's not a big deal, really. 
Yeah, but look, that's um, when you think Australia average connection nine point nine or whatever it is, fifty percent of Australia on the MBN. So you'd think now that say fifty percent have got really massive speeds, and that the, our average is still nine point nine. I've been. What that pe- means is fifty percent of the population has twenty meg, and fifty percent has below ten. That's all that means. Mm. Well, <laughs> you'd be surprised how many places I go out to, and it for some reason that languishing on ADSL, you know, and sometimes it's like. One to two to three meg down, and uh, and they're in a cable area. And so you say, Why aren't you on cable? I said, Well, didn't know we could get it. And so they ring up the Telstra or whatever, and I go onto the Telstra side and say, There you go, you can get cable, ring Telstra up and get it sorted. And they go, Well, why don't they tell us this? You go, Well, yeah, exactly. I don't know. They want you to pay more for that, which is why I'm changing providers now. I'm not with Tel- I'm ditching Telstra for my mobile now. Oh no, not the not that mobile phone, Will. Yeah, they finally figured it out after three years that they're giving you free data. Oh, they didn't send you a bill. No, they just sent me a message going, "You can use fifty percent of your cap this month." I'm like, oh, fine. Oh well, time to change. Right. I am going to Vodafone. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Does Vodafone do um, twenty-two gig for sixty bucks a month with unlimited phone? Twenty-two gig. Twenty-two gig, sixty bucks a month, unlimited calls. Yeah, geez, that's all right. You yeah. so you're a big four uh, G user then? Data's, yeah, I use shitloads of data. <laughs> but where do you use it? Like, I tether it a lot of the time to laptops and tablets and stuff as well. So yeah, right. All right. Um, what else? What have you got this week? Will? what took your what uh, piqued your interest? Speaking of internet, oh yes, we were Qantas. Qantas is set to start trialing the NBM satellite trial. Um, so Qantas is testing a proof of concept NBN based satellite service on board its aircraft from the start of February for the next nine months. Oh, right. The airline first announced it will use the NBN Skymaster satellites to offer free Wi Fi for on planes about a year ago. Um, started testing the service last year on a Boeing 747 and will now start trialing the 737s and the A330 Airbuses. Um, so basically, um, the product will be delivered via layer three VPN connection over satellite with NBN co handling the connection between the air network interface and NBN's mobility network. Um, the speed will be limited to, t- this is the, the annoying part, networks speeds for the trial will be limited to 20 meg per second per aircraft. Oh, for the whole aircraft? Yeah. Right. And the connections will only be available in certain flight corridors. Certain um, seats. Admittedly, it's probably 10 times faster than what is currently available. Mm. But um, it, this is what I don't understand. Probably cost you 20 bucks. They've just finished saying, no, it's free. They've just finished saying the trial will be limited to 20 megabits per second per aircraft. And then their spokesman, CEO Alan Joyce, you won't be limited to checking your email or Facebook anymore. It's going to be about watching the football live, streaming your favorite TV shows and more. Does he have any- <laughs> 20 meg per second, 300 people on a plane. You tell me how you're going to do that. And if it's free, everyone's going to be trying to hook in. <laughs> so it's not, it's not going to happen. No. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So, and, that, and all the comments are like, 20 meg a second, that many people on a plane. This is kind of heads up the whole comment section. It's about <laughs> this guy and his maths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever used the um, internet on a plane? I don't think I've ever flown on a plane that's had internet, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I have either, but there was, well, I did actually when I was overseas a couple of years ago, I went on a plane, uh, like a domestic flight in the US and it had Wi-Fi and I went, oh, goody, but it was broken on the time I was there, so I couldn't use it anyway. 
Just so I want to use my phone in the plane, you know. I don't know. Just for kicks. Uh-huh. Um, someone else is getting a kick out the backside. The ATO, they're taking their site down for a third consecutive weekend. You would have remembered probably a few weeks ago before Christmas, the tax office site went down in a big way and uh, was blamed on a HPE storage network thing that crashed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, big, big troubles, big troubles. For, for non-centralised databases, they seem to be having a lot of centralised database issues. <laughs> so one month after the ATO suffered its worst ever outage, the department will go offline for the third week end as it's still trying to uh, restore file systems. The planned outage will take place from 11.15pm on Friday, uh, 13th of January, or oh, that's last weekend, until 9am Sunday, 15th of January. Okay, so that's old news. Good stuff. This is another attempt to fully restore its devices in late December, blah, blah, blah. The tax office also confirmed that no data had been lost. Yeah, right, as if they tell us anyway. Yeah, that's right. They can tell you it hasn't been, but how do you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. Putin's got yeah. it. Next thing that I was about to say, next thing you know, I'll be telling you Russia's hacked him. <laughs> Putin, he's, he's pretty good on the keyboard. He's, the, he's, a, he's a master master hacker, old Vlad. You just tell by his physique he's a master. Yeah, okay. He's like, what's that, um, uh, Norton? God, not Norton. What's his, the... Oh, McAfee. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like a, him. he's a crazy guy. Just talking of him, let me get him up on the Google. He is a crazy dude. You see his, latest, his latest thing that he came out and said the other day? No. I mean, it makes perfect sense, but unfortunately he said it. So it kind of lost all credibility as soon as he said it. He basically said... I've been in this industry for over 25 years. I know a lot of hackers. I even employ some of them. The hackers cover their tracks when they hack. So <laughs> if Russia hacked America, there wouldn't be any traces of it. The only reason the CIA and the FBI can find traces is because Russia didn't hack America. <laughs> Which is perfectly true, but because he said it, you kind of go, Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, he looked on on the surface, he appears to be a bit of a nut job. <laughs> he's he's a little a little special. He's um, that's probably a bit unfair. Let's shall we say um, eccentric. Yeah, he's probably obviously not a nut job because he's look at the company he's created. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, then, that's yet to be that's the jury's out on that. I think. Well, yeah, no, he's just eccentric. He's an eccentric American. So I think it's all right to be an eccentric Englishman, but ex- yeah. eccentric American, I don't when know. When you're an eccentric American, you're automatically a redneck. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's just how it works. I don't know. He looks like he he, he, he might have a, a red back. You got any hair on that neck of his? He might, he might be a redneck as well. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, he, look, he's done some great... I mean, he's lost the plot the last few years, obviously, by some of the things that... He's been accused of and they've been caught in and whatever, but... Well, he's going to run for president as well, wasn't he? Did he know what he did, didn't he? Or he was going to, I can't I remember. think he's trying to. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, and he's kind of done himself an injustice because he's a smart man mm. and he does know what he's talking about. The problem is this time, every time he says something, you just sort of look at him and go, really? <laughs> like, it could be true, it could be perfectly correct, and it usually is. It's just because he says it. <laughs> Here he is in the uh, Mr. Robot audition. <laughs> he's the stunt double. <laughs> when the hacking happens, he's actually doing it. He's the hacking double. That's right. 
<laughs> and uh, here he is. Jeez, you could go on with this guy. This guy's pretty funny, isn't he? Here he is with a, yeah. That's look. like the Joker audition. Yeah. 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 Or um, what's that one that, uh, yeah, the, the mask with Jim Carrey in it. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, what what's next, Will? Please. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Vegemite's anyway. Yeah, um, I read that. that. Yeah, Vegemite's owned by Bega now, so I'm probably, it's still going to be hella certified with that scam. But at least um, it's owned by an Australian. Yeah, it's coming back to Australia. That's good. Go. I can tell you from experience working with the technology profession for over 25 years, professional hackers are very capable of covering their own tracks. If this hack points to Russia and the Russians didn't do this, it's the what uh, didn't do this, the White House, FBI and CIA want us to believe it was the Russians because they want to manipulate our opinions and control us. John McPhee, McPhee antivirus founder. Now, yes, that's true, but man, just even the photo they've used like to for that is just like you know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, that's pretty but, funny. Uh, um so stories. Samsung the jury has returned a verdict. Not that that's the official, I guess, investigation if you've had the verdict. The cause of the Note 7 fires mm. um, was actually, it wasn't the phones like everybody was suspecting. It was like I originally suspected, and it was actually the um, the batteries. Uh, yeah, but- although it hasn't been officially announced yet, Samsung's expected to officially announce the results on January 23rd, the day before they reveal their fourth quarter earnings. <laughs> um, but uh, basically from what they can, what they've released, they're basically saying the Note 7 um, initially announced a recall of 2.5 million Note 7 phones in September, identified the cause of the fire as a manufacturing process problem on one of its suppliers, later identified as the affiliate Samsung STI, who was making the batteries. Uh, the new Note 7Ss, which was the uh, 7S for safe, with what Samsung did. It was S for safe? Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. No. But they recalled them all, and then they changed them from Note 7 to Note 7S. The S meant they'd been, re, you know, had the new batteries put in them. But it didn't, it, it didn't mean, it wasn't S for safe. Yep. Um, I don't know what it officially was, but that's what everyone says it is. Oh, I yeah, never, yeah. I, I, I think that actually was. It was it was safety certified or it had been checked. It's basically, it was just to distinguish it between the 7 and the 7S, just so, you know, the phone had been recalled, been taken back, had been fixed and been sent back out. Yeah, um, right. the, the new Note 7S is what Samsung said was safe batteries from a different supplier, continue to catch fire, forcing the company to permanently halt sales on the device, um, and dealing a $6.1 trillion blow to Samsung's operating profit over three quarters. Um, but, but basically, yeah. So they just based the short answer. They just had battery issues that happened sometimes. Whether it was a bad batch of lithium, whether it was just a manufacturing fault, whether they're trying to cram too much capacity into a smaller battery, who knows? But at the end of the day, that's what it was. Um, but is it is it just me, or is it uh, laptops when they're charging? Are they getting hotter? Because mm-hmm. because like I've I've charged two of my laptops, and say so if they're on my leg, they get to the point where You've got to. I'm moving it around because yep. they're getting hot. You'll notice they're no longer called laptops for that reason. They're now called notebooks because they do not want you to sit them on your lap because they do get hot. I thought laptop was just trademarked by Sony or uh, IBM or someone. It probably IBM. was originally, but it became an industry standard. They were, they were all called laptops. That's just what you called them. Yeah. 
but you don't now. And the reason is they, the industry wanted that phased out so that you didn't actually put them on your lap or on your leg because they, well, they can potentially burn. Um, and as the battery ages, I mean, don't forget too, if you've got it running, obviously you've got the CPU, the GPU, you've got everything else and they're getting hot as well, plus the fans blowing the air out. Um, but as the battery ages and inherently gets hotter, if you've got a phone and if you've got, the older your phone gets and the more you use it, if you're holding the battery, you'll feel it gets hotter and hotter mm. and hotter. But um, who, goes around, who goes around calling them notebooks? This is a, well, you know. most people do now. Most really? people do now because the industry has sort of pushed them that way. When you see them advertised on Harvey Norman, they're all notebooks now. They're not laptops. No. So yeah. the mindset is that they're just, they're just calling them notebooks now. But, when, just, but yeah, it might be, you know, like, um, oh, what's happened? That, you you got to remember, though, that we call them laptops because that's what we called them back mm. in the day. But the average Joe Blow who, I mean, you know, they just call them whatever they're told to call them, whether it's a PC. They distinguish between a, they call a PC, then they call it a Mac. Well, a Mac is a PC by definition, but people call them that to differentiate them, you know. So what we call them, what they get called in the real world are two entirely different things. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is too, there's been a lot of cases recently of new iPhones catching fire too. But the reason it hasn't become public and the reason there's not a big scare campaign about it is because Apple's refused to, to acknowledge that it's an issue and said that it must be a problem with what people are doing. And because they've said that, too bad. If it's a problem with their products, oh, well, you know, it's Apple. It can't be Apple. No, nothing's ever Apple's fault, is it? No. Just... So that, that's the problem. Like it, they've had just as many failures as what Samsung had. Mm. It's, it's all, over the, all over the news, all over the Google when you look for it. But... There's been no public outcry because Apple's refused to acknowledge it as an issue. Mm. Well, that's probably a good tactic, isn't it, for us to learn if ever we're in business? <laughs> yeah, because it'll work for everybody. Deny everything. Deny liability I, on everything. I swear I put that tire on that car before he left. <laughs> I swear I did those nuts up. <laughs> it was there when it left. Now, uh, Pokemon goes in the news again this week. Oh, I know. I've... What now? Yeah, well, you will not believe it. it. No, you're right. I won't. No, well, you better because it it, it is is. Well, if you can believe the the press, it's true. Pokemon Go 2016 made 1.2 billion dollars. I believe that. Can you believe it? Reaching 800 million dollars in consumer spending in 110 days. That's yeah. US 800. So that's 1.05 billion. Australian in 110 days by the end of 2016 the game reached over 1.2 Australian billion in consumer yeah, spend. I believe that just because I know what the Pokemon Go players like. This was the fa- this was faster than some of the most successful mobile games of all time. Uh, to put it into some sort of perspective, its global consumer spend in 2016 exceeded the total worldwide box office gross of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Pokemon Go monetization in 2016 demonstrates the viability of novel gameplay ideas in mobile gaming, this report said. But like, I well, hadn't logged in to, to Pokemon Go for a good six months. Yeah, I, I, I got over it. If Real I get fast. really bored of the hairdressers or something, I'll just press it and see what that pops up. But yeah, but it's too it's too slow. There's nothing there. I never get anything. No, that's no, I'm, uh, and it's based on population density. So unless you're in the middle of a city where there's a lot of people, you're not mm. really going to get much. And then I go into a gym because I, I work my way up. I want to get into a gym, so I worked and worked and worked and worked, worked my way up into a gym, and 
they ripped me a new one. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. It's so. look, they got lucky, and they got lucky on several fronts. One is there's a big cosplay sort of revival at the moment, so lots of people are really into character and role playing and stuff, which this really helps with. Mm. There's a big geocaching revival at the moment, so lots of people are into that, which this sort of does in a way. And there's a big revival generally on people about my age, so roughly 30, 35, but Pokemon was a thing growing up. And people are getting to that point now where it's just nostalgia and they thought it was great. It's exactly the same as, as I was saying the other week, it's the same as the mini Nintendo. Mm. It's a nostalgia thing and it's, it's the perfect time to release this because there's about 20 years, 20, 25 years ago or so, 30 years ago when people were using this. And it's getting to that point now where those same people are like, hey, that was really cool, I wonder. And they just hit the nail on the head. So whilst they've, you know, they've made something really, I mean, it's not a long lasting thing. It's going to, but if it has already petered out, it will peter out soon. It's just that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, they just got, they just hit the timing perfectly with, with it. I know. Yeah. Like there's, I, there's never anything around. What but, level are you? Eight or something. I like two. Yeah, I worked hard to get to eight and still nothing. But look, they have... Uh, I, I, I don't went think on. I ever have it installed anymore. <laughs> there you go, I'm going through my apps, it's not even there. When I did go into it, they have updated a few things that make it a bit easier, I suppose. Uh, they've got now sightings and what's nearby with pictures, actually, of what's nearby. So, you know, that might, that sort of stuff makes it a little bit easier. I don't know if you can see no. that. But that makes it easier. So now I just go down to the uh, Rabina Presbyterian Church and um, I might find something, a little grommet or something. So, or whatever, a little pokey bird or something. But, yeah, uh, I mean, it's, yeah. You know, yeah, as I said, they, they, I'm they, over they, it. They, they timed it absolutely perfectly. They couldn't have done it better if they tried. I think I give them about five bucks. I think I bought five bucks of balls. So, um, I, see, I, don't know. I haven't even done that. But that's the exact reason what you just said. I gave him five bucks. Well, okay, you've, you've now got 100 million users using your app, and each one of them is giving you five bucks. Mm. You know, like, that's just, that's exactly what, that's all they wanted. That's They're half a bill it. right yeah. there. That's mm. it. If nobody else ever plays the game again, it doesn't matter. Well, that's right. I mean, um, it's that, yeah. I don't know if you remember back when the iPhone came out, that guy released the. It was called the Diamond app or something. Oh, the yeah, the yeah. richest app on the iTunes or something. Yeah, it was a ninety nine dollar ninety nine mm. cent app, which was the maximum you could charge at the point. Yeah. Um, and all it literally did was it gave you a diamond animated diamond as your backdrop. Yeah. But they sold, you know, he sold tens of thousands of this application mm. because that exact reason. Some <laughs> people wanted it, you know. I don't know why. Yeah, like some people are just attracted to the high price, aren't they? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just quickly Passes looking me over. The, the top, um, this is 2015's top 13. So this is going back a couple of years, but this is the top 13 games. Um, they had like Summoner's War made 2.4 mil. That was the, I think that was the highest revenue earner out of all. I know. Uh, yeah, we got the other end of the chart. Where are we? Number one was Clash of Clans, was 12 million. Um, 12 million? Yeah. And this thing this thing did 1.2 billion. Yeah. So you had Clash of Clans, which I know people still play, and it made 12 million. It made, there's probably more than that now. Um, Spotify was 7 million. Mm. Um, 
mobile strike, which I know people still play, was two mil. Candy Crush was like eleven mil all up. Well, I've got a um a, a table here of two, July two thousand and sixteen Pokemon oh, Go yeah. is on the top of mobiles, but it yeah. doesn't say what they're grossing. But uh, look, you've got things Call of Duty oh, on the console, Call of Duty, Duty on the PC, Overwatch, whatever the F two P MMO is. What the hell is that? F two Facebook. Multiplayer online, multi multi mass multi multiplayer online is MMO. F two P. There's a P to P. Oh, there's a peer to peer MMO. Yeah, that's player peer to peer or player to player. Yeah, so F two P must be something to player. Fiber to the player, NBN. <laughs> and yeah, Candy Crush is there, but yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, good, good. Game. I mean, I'm, I'm, okay, it does show that the if you time it right and you have a good platform, mobile games can be profitable. But all you need to do is go to the App Store and just look through the games and just realize. And even when on game like pick Minecraft, which is, people know Minecraft, like. Minecraft as a game is quite well known. There's, you know, Blockcraft and Mineblocks, and there's all these ripoffs of Minecraft. Mm. And, you know, you might see 20 million downloads or whatever. Actually, I could go and have a look on whatever the, the actual app is. And then you go and see these other ones. And, but you got to think, even if you've got a game that's only got 10,000 people that have paid, you know, $5 for it. That's right. Um, that's 50,000. When, when you've got an Android platform that's got hundreds of millions of devices and, you know, tens of thousands of devices being registered on it every day, whether it's tablets or, you know, whether it's your TV, you know, um, set-top boxes or, or whatever, um, it's going to add up pretty quick. Yeah, well, that's right. And that's that's the beauty of having these platforms, isn't it? Like, yeah, if you have half a hit... You can you can make it big. Because I mean, Minecraft itself has had 1.7 million downloads at I think it's on the mobile. I think it's, it's now about ten. I think on ten dollars. Mm. So yeah, so you can do the math on that one. You know, 1.7 million at ten bucks a hit. Um, some of the ripoff ones, like <laughs> there's um, like Explorational Explorations, a game I've played, and that's got you know, 5 million downloads, and that's mm. like $4 a hit. Mm. Yeah, so. Look, I suppose, look, I'm just what, one of these people, like, I will pay for a game, but then I won't play, I won't pay for in-game things. Purchases, yeah. Like, you know, I that's get right. more, get more coin or something in your backpack. You think, yeah. well, oh, no. I mean, one of the few <laughs> games I, I, I have literally... Probably three games. I have Minecraft. I have. I do actually still have Pokemon Go. I have Fallout Shelter and I have Boom Beach. Yeah, I think that's that... it. I have four games on my device. The last game I played, and none of them I play. <laughs> yeah, well, the last game I played, I don't even know what it was, but it was on the phone. I was at the. I don't know where I was. I was just waiting somewhere, so I thought oh, I might as well just see if I can download a game. That's right. I think I was at the optometrist. Yes, I was, that's right. Then I just downloaded a game, uh, and I don't know where it is or what it's called. That's how much I play it. But it was it was good. It was You had to escape from a room. Um, 
and you had to find the key. And some, oh, yeah. as it got harder, you had to find the key to the table that had the combination and all yeah. this sort of stuff. So yeah, that wasn't too bad. I think it's called escape. The, it's called escape the room. Yeah, I think that's what it is. We got a heap of them. We got to escape the boat, escape the oh, castle. Oh right. The whole series on. Yeah, so that wasn't too bad. It's fun little games. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to bloody take over China while I'm at the optometrist. I just want to uh, play. I, I, want, want to take over you. <laughs> I just want to escape from the room. Now, newly, do you have another story, Will? Uh, I got a couple. Australia will no longer get a single government website because apparently we had a single government website. Is that that OzGov or something? My Gov. Yeah, why? What? So we're going to spend another fifty thousand billion on another so, splitting it all up? Apparently, the government digital agenda um, has they've rebranded the former Digital Transformation Office in October. Oh God! And they've now have the departure of thanks to the departure of the digital chief Paul Shelter in November. It has now become apparent that one of the victims of the policy battleground was the DTO's vision for a single, easy-to-navigate website called gov.au. That vision has since been swapped for a more diffuse strategy to give the existing fleet of Commonwealth websites a usability makeover. The decision to scrap the one website to rule them all strategy is said to have been made by Assistant Manager for, Minister for Digital Transformation. Where do they get these names from? Assistant Minister for Digital Transformation, Angus Taylor, at the 11th hour on August 2016, at least partly to repair relations between a digital hub and increasingly disgruntled public service. A spokeswoman for Taylor's office confirmed that late last year, the government decided not to proceed with the DDA proposed, proposed approach, well, it's hard to say, to achieve those objectives, which was based on a single government website due to the project costs and high level of complexity. But can I have a look at, at gov.au? How much do you reckon that would have cost? It's just uh, a text page. They gave some kid a few cents on his way home from school, I think. Oh, yeah, I reckon it cost them like probably, they spent probably 120 grand. Uh, that website that you're currently looking at, would mm. you like to know? The DTO has been working on a prototype minimum viable product version of the gov.au website since late 2015. <laughs> that site has taken them a year, almost a year and a half to make. And that's why I've got a pothole out the front of my place. Thanks, gov.au. You've sucked up and sucked all the money. Thank you. The decision to make that website, has the decision for the team for the gov.au website, um, apparently has a headcount of 53 staff. Will, we've got to move on because, like Eric, I might swear in a minute. <laughs> Three people in a year and a half. Stop to it! Make that website. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! I'm even. I'm wow. even going. To, I'm even that's going to put, get rid of that off my screen. I just. That's disgraceful. <laughs> that, that's. But dis- you know what the upside is. Disgraceful. They're determined to use fewer resources in the future. Good. Good. <laughs> what? Yeah. You're only using a crayon and a couple of coloring books. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I think they're they're smoking something down there. That's crazy. Well, maybe they should be. <laughs> That's crazy. They might get more creative. Oh well, newly discovered Mac malware runs ancient code. Yes, not the code of the Egyptians. No, it's only a code from about ten years ago. That's <laughs> oh, ancient in computer terms. Yes, infosec firm Malware Bytes, which good program too. If you've got a problem, said it discovered the malware after an IT admin spotted 
unusual ongoing activity from a specific Mac computer. The firm said the malware use code that predates Apple's OS X DOS operating system, including the likes of SG Get Channel Device List and SG Start Record, and also runs libjpeg code, which was last updated in 1998. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, it contains yeah. two files and uses hidden scripts to communicate to the server. The script can also hide the malware's icon from showing in the in the dock. The purpose, you might be asking, what is the purpose of this ancient code of two lines hidden from view? The purpose of this malware appeared to be to take screenshots of Mac and Linux computers and gain access to the webcam, Malwarebyte said. The malware also collects information about each device connected to the same network as the target computer and connects to them. <clears throat> hmm. So Malwarebytes was unable to, to pinpoint the exact, extract, exact creation date, but noted had gone through changes to work with OSX Yosemite, which makes it at least a year old. So the firm said the malware was unlike anything it's seen before, specifically targeting biomedical research centres. So, Will, you'll have to close that biomedical research centre down of yours. Yeah, how much it cost me just to open that again? Yeah, I know. It cost me uh, an arm and leg. <laughs> 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 mm. Apple has quietly released an update for Mac OS X to address the issue, and they called it Fruit Fly. That's hence why you've all been looking at a picture of a fruit fly. That's some crazy... Indonesian, half Chinese Indonesian fruit fly there. Yeah, it's interesting the way it attacks the the base Linux source code. It doesn't really even interfere with the uh, the Mac OS part of it. It just hits the Linux. Mm. Um, uses the cat slash prop slash uptime command. Um, well, I'm not a Linux head, so... It's, it's quite, it's quite simple. I mean, it, it literally is a code that anybody could type up in, in 30 seconds it's obviously spe- you know pinpoint specific on what its uses are and the people who created it obviously have a reason for it but it's mm. a simple way to do i mean as we know well even windows is, is effectively all based on well at the end of the day it's all based on unix which even what linux is based on and um i guess it, there is this underlying code there that's still accessible all these years later yeah yeah, well, I guess so. Um, all right, any more, Will? We're um, just talking close. about old companies that I didn't even know were still around. Remember Oracle? Yeah. And then it became Sun Oracle, and they did Java before Java became a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, what well, people sort of think of Java as Java, even though Sun Oracle, I guess, still does it. But um, they've just released a patch that includes 200... Well, they've actually just released released 270 critical patches. Oh, wow. Um, That's a few. They've, yeah, Oracle has released a large number of critical security patches for the first month of the year, 121 alone for its e-business suite. Um, well, they've been not doing anything for the last five years or something. And according to EPR scan, 97% are remotely exploitable without any authentication. Uh, A successful attack allows an attacker to steal and manipulate different business critical information depending on the modules installed. Also, uh, let's see, 
settle. So there's seven. There's only 17 patches for Java this time, man, which is actually relatively small. Um, so yeah, so if you've got if you're running Oracle software, which let's face it, there's probably not that many people who are running it other than businesses these days. I mean, other than Java, um, they might be making sure when they ah actually I had a Java update pop up last night and I've ignored it. So after the show, I'm going to update that. So update. Oh, did I hear? I don't know. I didn't pull this story, but I think Windows is going to stop notifying us of the critical updates. I think they're just going to push yeah, them out. They can't be bothered. The, from what I can understand, they're playing with the notification system again. The way they want, instead of having critical and suggested, they just want everything to be updated. So if you've currently got it set to update automatically, only critical, mm. then basically every update they push out will automatically be a critical update. Right. Uh, Right. So effectively, you get every update because you know you need Turkish and Yugoslavian and Filipino installed on your computer because that's basically what's going to happen. Everything if you go into your um, well, that's right because now you can say you don't want all that rubbish. Yeah, well, basically, and... if you go into your command um, command um, control control <laughs> wow, that's been a long day. <laughs> um, if you go to your control panel and you, and you go in there and you go into your is it programs and features no. Here's the updates these days, Windows Firewall, Windows Update, there we go. Well, this is in, in Windows 10. Or in, in any Windows, really. It's... No, Windows 10, I don't think updates in the control panel. Oh, okay. I think it's, well, it is not the old control panel, the new control panel. But if you click on your, you end up with a screen that gives you, says how many updates. If you click on your updates, it gives you a list of uh, all the updates that are available. Um, and up the top is the... Um, the optionals and so you've got some of the optional ones like in this case I've got that my silver light and I've got that couple of USB things but then down here you've got all these these other ones that you know uh, Arabic and Chinese and Bulgarian and French and Finnish and all these other language packs well the way it's going to work is there's no longer going to be critical and optional I don't have any criticals so I've just done an update um, there's just the optionals, but that, that will disappear. And literally everything will just be passed as one update. So all those language packs you didn't want to install, guess what? <laughs> um, now, look, going over to Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg obviously got a house in Hawaii because um, I, don't, I don't know about this one. This is a bit... Is it ironic that he's he's built a massive wall around his house when he, he doesn't agree with the wall on the US-Mexican border? And is it ironic that he's building this wall around his house for more privacy? Uh, so, well, not immigrants, but in this case, natives can't get in. Not really. I mean, it's, it's no different to the same guy who believes in, in that, in that um, you know, freedom of expression and stuff like that, yet he tapes over his microphone and webcam on his laptop. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's security. I mean, you know, somebody who's high profile like that, regardless of what they believe, they have to you can say look the world's a perfect place and i don't need anything but at the end of the day you know you, you need something i mean it's this... kind of a little bit it's kind of, it is a little bit it has a bit of an ironic feel about it but at the same time you kind of understand what's happening this is uh pretty hard to sort of take into your brain but uh he's filed a lawsuit against hawaiian families in an where's a here we go i've got a picture of him in a suit and tie here there you go. Uh, he's uh, filed a lawsuit against Hawaiian families in an effort to sell their land in order for him and his family to have more privacy. So some of the lawsuits he's filed are complex. One case involves a woman who owns a parcel of land 
on his property who has no surname. I don't know how that how that would happen, but anyway, which is part of the old Hawaiian uh, tradition. Another, yeah. hey, mm. yeah. Another case is against three hundred defendants who are said to be related from an immigrant Portuguese plantation worker. Some cases will have to trace land ownership through geological uh, genealogical records. Defendants have twenty days to respond to the lawsuit, and if they don't, they get no say in the legal proceeding. That's tough. Like, that's tough. Yeah, the oh, the rules over there are, are a little bit different than we. But I mean, I mean, look, do I? At the end of the day, in places like that, money talks. Oh um, yeah, of course it does. It talks yeah. anyway. You know, it's it's. Yeah. I guess it depends. Is he actively kicking farmers off their land, or is there just land there that's not being used that is buying off the farmer? You know what I mean? Like, mm. Well, that's right, and yeah, and and it's the same with all of these sort of stories, isn't it? They're all skewed the way that the 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 author wants them to be skewed. So you don't know. Will's brought up a good point there. You don't know if it is probably just empty land, and as as it says, that no one knows that they've probably even owned it, that they own it. Uh, But they reckon um, that he's paid over a hundred million for the property, spans more than seven hundred acres. That's a lot. Why is not that big? Of a place that's uh, seven hundred yeah, acres. Good, good uh, size. Hawaii is pretty decent size, but seven hundred acres. I mean, that's a decent size too. That's yeah, worst part about it's mowing the bastard. About what is what? And mowing it. <laughs> you'd, you'd have to. You'd have minions for that. <laughs> he'd have slaves to do that. That's See, probably uh, not the right terminology for talking about <laughs> Americans, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, you know what I mean. Uh, all right. What's he so doing there? This was a thing that went up on Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg put a photo up, and you can see his laptop there, and it's got tape over the over the uh, microphone and over the camera. Right. All their laptops in the office are all covered up, so people can't spy on them. Right. So <laughs> if he does it, then you know. Yeah, funny. Um, um, yes. What else will before we go? Which ones? Apparently, Serena Williams is engaged to Reddit co-founder Alex Onan. Okay, care factor. Um, yeah, I just thought it's semi-tech related because mm. you know Reddit. Like, she was the... I think I've got to Reddit like once a year. So <laughs> <laughs> Which well, she is the one that got stabbed, wasn't she? Right? Hey? Oh no, I'm sort of sellers. Who are you talking about? Serena Williams. Oh, the oh the current lady. Yeah, the one that plays tennis. Right. Yes. I was talking about, was it Monica Sellers? She Monica got stabbed. Sellers. She's the one who got, didn't she get a kneecap taken out? No, that was um, that was the other one, the ice skater. Oh, so she, she goes to the, oh, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, it was vaguely tech-related because of him. But, good uh, luck to him. I'm sure somebody might know. So somebody might care, you know what happens. Happy life. Um, Congratulations. About the one I was, I, was I, I talked a couple of weeks ago uh, when I was on about the Gigafactory that um, the Tesla is developing. Um, basically, it's going to allow them to just insanely produce, you know, lithium batteries and vehicles at a ridiculous rate. Um, but Panasonic is now jumping on the bandwagon because Panasonic makes um, the cells at the moment, and then Tesla's going to start taking over production of the Panasonic cells. <clears throat> but Panasonic hopes to work with Tesla to produce more than just batteries for the next generation of vehicles. Um, Panasonic CEO Kazuro Tosaki, something. Said in an interview that some the Japanese company, person. 
<laughs> the company is deeply interested in Tesla's self-driving vehicle system and ambitions and hopes to expand our collaboration by jointly developing devices. So as you know, Panasonic does obviously more than just batteries. They do a whole lot of devices um, and stuff like that. And Panasonic is really keen on, on um, this is a, a computer sort of mock-up of what it will look like. It's only... Um, it's just one big solar. It's only like a tenth completed at the moment or something. It's, mm. only, it's going to be the size of 100 football fields or something, if I remember. 100? Yeah. And it's just all solar on the roof. Yeah. Well, they make solar panels as well because they do their solar. They do their solar roof as well. They, they make them. So. Oh, here's one, Will, with his name on the roof. <laughs> That's probably more to the point. <laughs> yes. um, but, yeah, so it's going to be interesting if... if um, the Gigafactory basically took a $1.6 billion investment from Panasonic as a partner for the factory to help them obviously make the batteries, but there may be more in it for both parties now if they decide to um, to do such a thing. So there's currently all sorts of things being developed in partnership with Tesla. Um, so the companies will be operating out of it. It's a $256 million factory. Oh, man. Um, sorry, that's... No, currently the... What? That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Ah, okay. Tesla, as of last month, Tesla and Panasonic are developing and manufacturing photovoltaic cells and modules to use in household solar panels. The companies will be operating out of a $256 million factory in Buffalo, New York, which was built in 2014. Um, that's it. So, the, yeah. So, they've acquired another building, obviously. So... Uh, Tesla announced their solar roof um, a couple of months ago. Yeah. I've seen it on YouTube. It's pretty neat to watch how they look exactly like the roof. Like, it's really cool. So It's a massive obviously. building, isn't it? Well, that, the Gigafactory is, yeah. The Gigafactory is huge. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get... Uh, yeah, have a look here. I'm trying to get a little video for everyone to watch. I'll that's show, I'll show another video so we get another bloody takedown notice. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's the drone footage that went over the so far completed, which is like one tenth or something um, of what the actual factory is going to be. Um, it's. Uh, here we go. So. Well, where does it have the size? It's massive, though. Factory location. Logistics. I'm sure I saw somewhere how last the other week it was the size of yeah 100 football. Here, here we go. How big is it going to be? It's, um, currently, currently the factory is 71 foot tall and stretches for more than 5.5 million square feet, or equivalent of 126 acres. Currently, yeah. So they, so they, they. How big was, uh, what's his name's? 700 acres. Yeah. So, well, this is 150 of it so far. Yeah. <laughs> massive. Massive. All right. Well, we'll let uh, Tesla go away into the night. What happens at night time? They've got no power. No one works at night. Uh, <laughs> you know they make like, you know, big lithium power batteries, right? Oh, I'm sure they will. They've got them dug into the ground as we speak. Well, their cars have... 7,104 AD650 cells. Mm. And that's what makes up the battery packs in their cars. In the Tesla walls that you see advertised now for your, for your solar. All those excited electrons underground <laughs> waiting to be 
electrosized. <laughs> You're making words up now, I can tell. Yeah, that's a good word though, electrosized. Electrosized. Yeah, <laughs> gigafactory projected figures. That's an electron on exercise. 2000 and, <laughs> 2020 Tesla volume. Um, they reckon they can churn out in 2020, they'll be able to churn out 500,000 Teslas a year. What? Yeah, right. Sweet. All right, Will, we better wind it up. There you go. Total land acreage, 1,000 acres. So there you go. That's a, the future expansion acres already bought by Tesla's 1,000 acres. That's huge. It's apparently just going to be one big factory. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. I'll that's sk- insane. I'll... Yeah, that, that's massive. That apparently is... the factory is 71 foot tall and 5.5 million square feet, which is 95 football fields. Mmm. That puts right. it in. Oh, okay, that's gridiron, you know, that well, they're in the fancy fields, but still. Oh, how big's a gridiron? Isn't that, aren't they the same size as ours? Yeah, but these smaller balls. Yeah, but is that the field the same size? Um, yeah, probably pretty close. Oh, I'm going to have to Google that too now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here. Um, you got nothing else, Will, of importance? Nothing of importance, no. But, Good. Uh, yeah, it's it's been... It's been a since Christmas, really. It's been relatively quiet on the on the tech. Uh, yeah, not much is going on. It's because Eric's away. Well, no, I managed to still so, kill an hour. So yeah, oh, yeah, have a bit of a banter. But uh, but yeah, but Eric's been away. Hopefully, he'll be back next week. He's been on holidays. Welcome back, Eric. Next week we'll get you on. See, see how your holiday was, eh? All right, cool. All right, thanks, Will. Thanks for coming in. We'll. Uh, <laughs> Stay out of the stay out of the rain. Maybe uh, go to another house next time it rains, and you you'll keep dry. If anyone has got a spare, you know, twenty grand, they can lend us for a house deposit. I'll give it back. Yeah, uh, go collect cans. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you? It does. Does your? I suppose your boss sells the old batteries, doesn't he? He wouldn't let that. Yeah, little... we, well, we use part of that as a substitution for being cheaper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming in, Will. Um, no dramas. Uh, best wishes to you and your family. Hope you make it through the heat and the rain. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully then this weekend should be the last heat we're having for a while. Good. I know, but it's been not down here. It hasn't been up 40. It's been 35, 36 on the Goldie here, but it hasn't, geez, it hasn't got up to 40s. That's that's massively high. And I think I've been seeing uh, old mate Milo down at, where's he? Down uh, sit, west of Sydney somewhere. Oh, down no southwest oh, of sorry. Sydney, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bowral or somewhere. Nowra, Nowra, Nowra. Yeah, he's been posting up on his Facebook. He's getting forty ones, I think, something like that. Jeez, that's odd. But at least I think that far down in Nowra, I don't think you get as much humidity. I don't know, but no, uh, you don't. You because we're up near the the Tropic of Tropic mm. of Capricorn, up here. That's why the humidity gets high up this way. Tropic of something, which, yeah, yeah an- annoys me. Right, oh. now shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the Tropic of Capricorn annoys me now. All right. <laughs> Someone should blow Tropic of Capricorns up. <laughs> yeah, Tropic of Capricorn. All right. We'll see you next week, Will. Uh, thanks for coming in. Don't forget the castawayawards.com.au forward slash vote. Give us a vote. Also, have a look for the... Uh, Aussie Tech Security and the Aussie Max Zone and I think Obsidian Loft is there as well so have a look vote for all of them go crazy and uh, we'll see you next week alright cheers bye <laughs>